something wrong with your internet. Oh, there we are. There we go. It's <laughs> noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and Sacramento, California. And this is news that you can use from Car Edge for Wednesday, November 15th, with your host, me, Ray, and well, not Zach not Justice, who's yeah. filling in for Zach today. Justice, how are you this morning? I'm doing well, but by the way, it is not noon. It is nine here. In, oh, that's in right. Yes. Well, yeah. let me let me rephrase. It's <laughs> noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and 9 a.m. in Sacramento, California's state capital. Um, yeah, there you have it. Uh, doing well. How are you doing this morning, Ray? I am. Um, um, you know, I'm a little. Uh, I'm, I'm wired up. I don't know why. I, Maybe, I, 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 is well, it the clickbait headlines that are getting you wired up? Well, you know, just because Zach's not here and I said there ain't no bait like clickbait, um, you know, I don't want you to think, folks, that I'm taking a shot at my son because, hey, he's my meal ticket. So I'm not I'm not really taking a shot. Well, maybe I'm his meal ticket. But anyway, I'm not really <laughs> taking a shot at him. Um, but, you know, I saw the car dealers can't sell overpriced used cars and I saw all the flames and all I could think to myself was damn i'm gonna need an asbestos suit today to do this show um and, and, and it hasn't come in from amazon yet i'm waiting yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh real quick i want to hey edward granite base just right up my, i spend a lot of my time in granite bay so well hey. there you have it look at uh, that yeah. nice to have someone local uh, so we're, we're talking about the market drop though right um yes uh, you know zach god bless him uh, sent us the outline for the show today because, well, um, if 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 he's not in control, well, then there's no control. Uh, <laughs> Anyone so, who's watched the EV show knows that. <laughs> so um, he wanted us to dig a little deeper into the uh, Black Book data from yesterday. Is it data or data? E either way, he wanted us to dig a little deeper into that yesterday, and we touched on that. Uh, to some degree on yesterday's show, uh, if you can pull it up, yeah, um, absolutely. I'll, I'll let you do that. It, you can see that. Oh, can I can I read the uh, can I read the first headline, the first paragraph? Yeah, absolutely. With the strike now fully in our rearview mirror, the, <laughs> which which might not be. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the market <laughs> the market is in a state of correction, particularly in the truck and SUV segments where declines for full-size vans and full-size trucks are reporting record-level single-week depreciation. In general, though, a majority of the se uh, segments reported declines exceeding 1%. And that's 1% for a week. Now, you know, I looked at some of the data. And for instance, full-size vans dropped like 3.72% or something like that. And and people go, oh, 3.72%, that's nothing. Okay. Well, that was in one week. And yeah. and that and that represented uh more than a nine hundred dollar decline in the wholesale values that dealers were paying for those vans at auction, which meant that if you bought one of those vans the week before and you took it back to the auction the following week, you were only going to lose $900 in value on the vehicle. And that was coming after 
I believe the week before they had dropped like 2.2%. So they have dropped almost 6% in two weeks for full-size vans. That, ladies and gentlemen, that is is astronomical. Well, and I, I don't, I don't like to throw cold water because that's amazing. I love it. Yeah. But, but I always remember, of course, they shot up like thirty percent. Well, sure. So we've come down, you know, six, but we went up thirty, and then you know, but it is headed in the right direction. And I see this, you know, I'm a for those who don't know me or tuning in first time i'm i'm a car coach i help people do do deal reviews all day long i do about you know maybe 100 150 a week now i deal review so i'm seeing deals all over the country and Mm -hmm. i am seeing this i am seeing this in real world actual offerings right now that prices are finally on the actual consumer side are starting to fall this this month uh, the last two weeks, especially, I when I run my market, I run you know auctions and books and everything else. Mm-hmm. They're all over what's being asked now because the market takes the last thirty days, and the last fourteen days have really thrown everything into into flux. Um, so you know it's a good time to get out there and look finally for the first time in a long time. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, I get it that that prices had gone up 30, 40 yeah. percent. I get it. Um, and that a six percent reduction over a two week period of time doesn't seem like a lot. Um, but it's better than no reduction. Yeah. It's better than the weeks where there were slight increases in the wholesale values. We are seeing historically significant declines in some of the segments at the wholesale level. Now, will that translate into at the retail level? I especially think it will on on large SUVs, pickup trucks, and vans, because what is there a plethora of out there in in domestic vehicles on on the new car side? Uh, Large SUVs, pickup trucks, and maybe not so much in vans, but probably more than enough than they need at the moment. So if that's if if there's too much new car inventory in those segments, that's got to put downward pressure on the asking prices of the pre-owned versions of those, I would think. I, I agree. And, you know, and I'm seeing it and sort of as Igor here says here, too, I'm seeing it in the uh, luxury car. I'm, I don't deal in exotics, yes. so I don't know what there are. I take Igor's word for that. But yes. I am definitely seeing it in the luxury car segment as well. And then, you know, you, you got a lot of, I'm not going to say panic setting in, but more realization, I think, setting in at the dealership level, finally. Uh, whereas we saw wholesale declines for some so long we were talking about wholesale decline, wholesale decline, and it never hit retail. Yes, so like uh, I'm starting to see it finally hit retail again, um, and and that's great. You know, six percent versus thirty, I get that, but you know, it is in the right direction, and you can start to see some pretty good deals. I mean, we're getting we're getting things under invoice again, right? Mm-hmm. Really. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking under invoice on, on some of these vehicles again. I see transit vans with discounts now. 
Wow. And, uh, you know, everyone knows, like those who were following us for a while, you know, transit vans were the one that were, no, you're just never getting a discount. But now mm-hmm. I'm seeing some discounts there. What what kind of vehicles, uh, since you brought it up, and I and I know it might not necessarily be a part of what Zach had scripted for today's show, but um, what what type of vehicles are you seeing that are are selling in some parts of the country under invoice? Um, well, if it has uh, a fifteen hundred in the name of it, okay, um, that's that's going to be one of them. Um, F-150s in certain parts, you get well below invoice on, um, you know, it's sort of growing a little bit. I'm seeing, I saw a deal on a uh, Tacoma today in the Bay Area at 10% off, first pencil at 10% off. Wow. Um, You know, so there's a lot of movement, you know. Hyundai just came out with 0% financing on several of their vehicles this week. Uh, so, you know, there's there's movement all over the segment right now. And, and you know, we have discussed um, ad nauseum that, you know, the, the manufacturers are going to have to increase their incentives um, mm-hmm. in order to help the dealers move their, their product. Um, and... You know, incentives take many forms. There is the the cash rebate to the customer. There is subvented interest rates. Oftentimes, you will see uh, the manufacturer might give you a choice between a subvented interest rate uh, and and perhaps a twenty five hundred or thirty five hundred dollar cash rebate. And it's an either or situation because the reality is that based on averages of what people would finance that $3,500 cash rebate is equivalent to what that subvented interest rate is going to cost them. Um, so, but you're going to see it in, in so many different ways. And then you will see, um, well, you won't see it, but the dealers will see it is that many of the manufacturers are going to have programs for them, volume bonuses, especially yeah on some of these things that aren't selling. Um, and and what immediately comes to my mind, and I don't know this to be the case, but what immediately comes to my mind for that would be any of the Jeep products, the 4 by e products um, yes. that seem to be really sitting. So will there be huge customer incentives on those? Absolutely huge lease incentives on those, and then, excuse me, huge cash incentives to the dealer to move those vehicles um, by hitting a minimum number, and then the, the, a huge cash incentive would kick in, um, which I would think you would see reflected in the retail prices on those type of vehicles. Yeah, absolutely. And we're starting to see some of those, uh, you know, Igor had a couple in here too. Um, that he's right. Nissan Pathfinder, easy to get below, uh, rogue below invoice, mm-hmm. uh, Tiguan, uh, by VW. Definitely. Um, I don't think he mentioned the crown and the Mariah. I don't, yes. I don't know about the crown. 
uh, below invoice, <laughs> the Mirai. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, you could definitely get <laughs> the Mirai below invoice. Um, you just can't. Uh, you just can't fill it up anywhere. Yeah. So, so good luck on it. If you want a really expensive paperweight, um, you can do that. Uh, that's right. funny. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we're seeing all kinds of rates right now. Uh, as you said, you know, I think Hyundai's zero percent on the Santa Fe is zero percent or $2,500 cash. Gotcha. It's or. Um, yes. On a couple, you know, a lot of those who, you know, looking at like or considering EVs, those are great for both uh, APR and incentives and yeah. negotiability as those pile up. So just like the truck segment, the EV segment, you know, as inventory's piling up out there, um, you know, because it's piling up everywhere that, those are, you know, this is your target. I, I would still personally wait till December. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that as as they said in the movie Airplane, in December is when the poop's going to hit the fan. Um, because that's when the reality of, oh, we got a lot more cars we need to sell this month to hit our goal. Um, that's when th those realities set in, and that's when the manufacturers enhance their customer and dealership programs to encourage selling vehicles at a cheaper price. Um, yeah. there, there's, there's no way around that. So that I believe that's going to happen. Um, well, even the last two years during the, you know, the chip shortage and the pandemic and everything else that went on, you know, I was still surprised come end of December, everyone was just like, yeah, just get these out of here, just get them out of here. Like, and we saw a huge discounts on things that a month before had a markup on them. Gotcha. And now we saw so I, I am really expecting this December to be to be special, especially since these discounts, the zero percent and the and all the rebates are hitting about a week earlier this year than they did last year. Uh, we I think the reason for that is because Thanksgiving's hitting a week earlier this year. Well, yeah, I mean <laughs> But I mean, last week uh, or last year, a week before Thanksgiving, we weren't seeing quite this much movement. It would really start at Black Friday and then we sort of moved on from there. And now it's before Black Friday, we're already seeing some of the, the rollouts and some of these deals. And the reason for that, I, I would believe, is probably this time last year, there was maybe 1.4 million new vehicles. Uh, in inventory or in transit that were available during the month of November. And this year, that number is 2.4 million. Um, yeah. it, it's amazing how an extra million units can impact the pricing and the desire to move them, especially when interest rates to carry that inventory have gone up dramatically. Yes. And, yeah, I mean, inventory levels definitely – and the market is – the interest rates have been so high that nobody's buying. So, you know, the so with the stagnation there, we're seeing a lot more dealers going, oh, you pay cash? Okay, great. And there was actually a, I didn't pull it up because I didn't think we were going to talk about it, but um, yeah, 29% uh, of all new vehicle purchases are all cash. Wow. Right now. And leading the way, by the, by the way, is uh, the Gen Z. Really? Yeah. Gen Z with gift purchases. 
Wow. And others are being, you know, someone gave them money to buy the car and they're paying all cash. So 29% of the market's paying all cash right now. Must must be us baby boomers giving giving away our money to our to our children and our loved ones uh well prior to actually passing away. <laughs> yeah, I mean if someone could go ahead and give me money for for a new car that'd be great. Um I just don't want it to be a relative who's about to pass away. Yeah, well I understand. Yeah. Um I believe Zach had something on today's docket about um um, the UAW voting, I mean, yesterday yeah. we talked about, they talked about a plant, um, one of the facilities where they voted against um, ratifying the contract. Mm -hmm. And today it was in Kentucky, right? Uh, then, yeah, it was. It was one of the facilities in Kentucky. And today um, the the numbers that have come out, uh, there's there were two more, what was it, GM plants where they have voted it down. Some of the personnel have voted it down. It's still, before we get all nervous and jerky, it is still tracking to pass overall, but mm -hmm. it's getting a bit worrisome. Could you pull that headline up? Yeah. So it's, it oh, you know what? I'm in reader view. Sorry. That's, well, you, you that's can, how I read articles. Well, so here we you're, you're, you're allowed to read them any way that you prefer. Um, um, so here, see, I, I like the reader view better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, where's the, where's the headline on this article now? Oh, there it is. There we go. It's at the top. Go yeah, figure. At the top. Go figure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, we're, we're passing it by 51% to 49% right now is the, uh, you know. And just so everybody understands it is. It just takes a simple majority for it to pass. Now, we had discussed this slightly on yesterday's show, and I saw a comment uh, from one of our viewers who said, well, if it, if it passes uh, like 50.1% to 49.9%, well, don't you think they would want to do something like that? Because almost 50% of the employees are going to be disgruntled. And I thought to myself, that's pretty much the way it works in a democracy. Yeah, uh, I mean, that, uh, isn't that the way of the country right now? I'm pretty well, sure. Pretty much on every presidential election, no matter who the guy wins, yeah. seems like half the country is pretty upset about it. So, much, so I mean, yeah, that's okay. But that, it, if it, that's what the rules are. It's amazing, though, that, that those that seem to be voting against it are the actual um, laborers on yes. the on the on the production floor? Yes, um, and others are voting heavily in favor of it. Um, so, um, yeah, the, the, the skilled the skilled trade workers are voting in favor of it, and the I, I guess it's almost like the grunts on the floor are are. Um, are voting against it in almost equal numbers as the skilled workers. It's it's so, quite the conundrum. Well, here's what it comes down to, Ray, because I, I dug into a couple other articles about it too. Okay. Uh, the ones that are voting for the skilled trade workers yes. are the ones who are getting the mass bulk of the raises. Go while figure. the other workers 
are not getting very much of a raise. Yeah. And um, oddly enough, they don't think the deal's so good. So those who are getting the money are like, yes, let's do it. Those who are not getting the money are like, ah, I don't know. I don't think I like this deal. Um, so, so basically Go what figure. I, yeah, basically what I hear you describing is just a tiered system that we find in, in, in most levels of employment. And if you're at the lower entry level tier, you're not going to be as happy as the guys that are at the slightly higher level tiers. And the guys at the, the guys and gals at the slightly higher level tiers are going, well, we don't really care about you below us. Uh, which is, yeah. I mean, uh, which is human behavior. I mean, yes. you, you're yes. very rarely going to find that in any field where, where they're going, oh, no, no, it's not fair to, to that guy over there. It's fair to me, but it's not fair to that guy. And like that rarely happens. It's, it, it, it's like when you're on an airplane and if you were to, you, you purchased your ticket and let's say you were flying from San Francisco to New York and your ticket one way was uh, $495 and the person sitting next to you, um, they purchased the same for the same flight, but theirs was only $399. It's like, well, you're going to be pissed. Uh, yep. But the one that purchased it for three ninety nine is going to be, hey, I'm sorry. I'm just better at this than you were. Uh, I'm entitled to it. And and isn't that the whole problem with the the car dealership industry too? Yes, isn't, isn't that the you know? Hey, I, I'm better at negotiating, so I got a yes. much better price than you did on the exact same vehicle. And with, isn't that part of what like we sort of kind of rail against? Yes, that? it's exactly what we rail against, and it's exactly um, why we're trying to figure out a way um, for. Good negotiator, bad negotiator, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are. Everybody's going to pay the same price. Um, it's And and realistically, it, that's the way it should be, um, at least in my mind. Now, obviously, there's, there's 18,000 franchise new car dealers out there, and maybe only 17,000 of them. Um, well, no, let me rephrase. Maybe only a thousand of those eighteen thousand would agree with what I just said, and the other seventeen thousand would go, "You're a traitor, Ray." Uh, <laughs> well, I, I like to think maybe it's more than a thousand, but uh, but I but I could be wrong. Could yeah, be. yeah, it's 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 hard to find, but you know, I get enlightened on what we do on the other side with the Auto Insider podcast, where we get to talk to some dealers and we talk to some really good good dealers and yes. you know uh, maybe we're only picking out of that thousand but uh, like you know I, I we see a lot of really really good ones out there and i just hope that keeps growing and and more people buy into that because yeah it shouldn't be like that and but that's you know this union negotiation that it doesn't surprise me that it ends up the exact same way though you know one group of these workers is getting a really good deal and one group is basically being left at what they've been. Yes. And they just don't think that <clears throat> seems to be fair. I know I'm not in that. So I don't know the difference between a production worker and a skilled trades worker. Yes. I have no uh, idea what the difference is. Uh, well, I, I just think if you have skilled in front of your name, you should be entitled to more money. Uh, <laughs> I mean, don't they have like skilled nurses and 
thing aren't they do okay they do so they it means they have an, an expertise that somebody else might not have and that expertise is worth more money um i believe that that's yeah, how that I mean, works that that makes yeah now one of the things that i've noticed in the articles there's still three of the really big manufacturing facilities that haven't even voted yet um yeah. <clears throat> what what i Yes, you are a skilled car coach, and I will talk to my son about that the next time I have the opportunity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I wonder what, what – I'm trying to think of how to why, – why didn't they just have every facility vote at the same damn time? Yeah, I'm not sure why. Yeah, because I thought – you know, I understood they needed a ratification from the members, yes. but I thought that would just be like, OK, you know, all GM members, you know, we're going to vote today. Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't I didn't know there's still, you know, more than two thirds of workers. Oh, wait, no, I said they had it in another article here. There's a lot that have not voted yet. Yeah. Like a lot. Oh, you know what we have? Yes, from Zach, who's lovely here, um, on the voting so far. Uh, I, know, I thought there was... It, yeah, it, so you can see some of these are not not very voted yet. So I don't know where... I, I, yeah, I don't... I, I mean, it would just seem if you're trying to ratify a contract. I'll look at the salaried members are all voting yes. Oh, the hourly that are yeah, yeah. maybe that's the difference maybe that's skilled versus production is that salary versus non-salary i i you know honestly i don't know um but it, it, it those that are at the bottom of anything are going to be the least happy when it comes to these type of negotiations um and the, the sad reality is is as it appears to me and i could be entirely wrong and it wouldn't be the first time uh but you have to start somewhere and you start somewhere and you move yourself up that takes time yeah okay uh and i get why while you are going through that process that you might feel as if you are grossly underpaid i get that Okay, but it's it, it's very few people, unless they're the son or the daughter oh. of of a. Yeah, you can do away. You, you can do away with me. I don't know. No, uh, where did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but very few people, unless you're the son or the daughter of a dealer principal at a dealership, get to start at the top. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's not how the system works. You don't start at the top. You know, in Zach's previous job, um, when he was working in the nonprofit field, he started as a web developer. Okay. And and he worked his way up in that organization from a web developer to eventually becoming the chief operating officer before he left that company to go out on his own and try and build this business. Um, you know, he didn't start at COO and work his way backwards. 
you know, you work at the bottom and you and you work your way towards the top. Yep. That seems to me the way it's supposed to work. And and you know, I right. I and 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 I appreciate what Igor said. Not always, Ray. I started my son as an assistant to the salesman. Yes, you were one of the smart dealer principals. Yeah. I've worked for too many dealer principals who started their son or daughter at the very top. And and I've worked for some dealer principals who just said at a certain point, I don't even want my son or daughter to show up anymore. I'll just send them a check every month. Okay. Uh, uh, I was born into the wrong family. Uh, well, uh, you know. Me too. I've had to work. So I, I do want to I want to say two things on that note that are okay. probably going to piss people off on both sides. Okay. Um, so one is um, I've always liked the quote from Henry Ford that he said, you're going to work for less money than you deserve most of your life. So eventually you can be overpaid for the rest of your life. I like that. Uh, I was. Yeah, because that's kind yes. of the way it still works today. Yes, yes. And two, I don't think we believe that in California, as I, you know, I worked in restaurants for 30 years. <laughs> yeah. And now we have said restaurant workers, fast food workers. Yes. Specifically, get $25 an hour because somehow you're supposed to have an entry level job that you can live on for the rest of your life. And that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, that's not what you're. That's not what you're supposed to. Be. And by the way, it just makes $25 an hour, not a livable wage anymore. Yes. Yeah, and you know, if you're if you're a, a high school kid, sixteen, seventeen years old, and you want a job, and you get a job at your local McDonald's or wherever, you didn't expect to get a job that was going to pay you twenty five dollars an hour. You, you expected not. you expected to get a job that was probably going to pay you minimum wage. You were thrilled to have a job so that you could have some spending money, and eventually you work your way up. Or you go do something else. Um, so, but yeah, yeah. I, 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 I quasi sort of get, you know, everybody's entitled to a living wage. Um, but, you know, but, six, but, but 16, it doesn't become year old, 18 year old kids are yeah. not. It doesn't become a living wage anymore. I, you know, yes. I, I, we have a um, how much is a Big Mac in California? Well, the law hasn't taken a place yet, but. McDonald's and um, Chipotle both have announced that they are increasing their prices because of it. Wow! And they they just will. I I, I have to I have to answer a question for Mel here. Uh, Ray, what Mazda dealership did you work at in Arizona? It was Burge Mazda Volkswagen. Uh, we were in Mesa at the time. I, I, I don't. I think they moved to Country Club Drive. I'm not sure where the hell it's located today. Um, but that's the one that I had worked at when I got back into the car business after, after I uh, my failed attempt at a golf pro shop. Um, I I was a closer at Burge Mazda Volkswagen, and I will say, on my first day, and we were open from eight in the morning till nine at night. On my first day, I showed up at seven thirty because, well, I I believe that if you're doing it eight, you get there early, and and I left to go home at one o'clock in the morning the very next day um, because, well, the idiots that I worked for there, they, they just thought it was like a, some type of badge of honor to stay past midnight. Mm -hmm. um, and that's when I knew at that very moment that I had made a mistake going to work at that place. 
<laughs> but but I, I lasted a year because I had a wife and a son, or a wife and a daughter, and uh, and eventually I would have had a son on the way. So I, I needed the job. Wow. Um, again, may I say, Mel, um, if you are looking for help to do that deal, we do have an in-network Mazda dealer with our concierge service. So give us a call, go to the website, get the phone number, caredge.com, and we can help you with Mazdas as we do have a trusted dealer in our network, finally. You know, thank you, Kimberly, at Auto Finance Sense. Many people ask what's going on with Kimberly. Kimberly is here participating in the chat today. She has her own YouTube channel, Auto Finance Sense. Do yourself a favor. Get the education that you're entitled to and go check out her channel. Uh, and when you get there, tell her Ray and Justice it sent you. <laughs> That's right. She has amazing videos. Go to her channel, check them out. She's got so, she gets down to the nitty gritty and does such detailed videos. Um, I send them out with a lot of my coaching sessions. Like, okay, you know, they happen to ask a question. I'm like, well, I know someone who did a video on that. Here, go, <laughs> yeah. go check out Kimberly's videos. Um, <laughs> she's, she's still doing all the great stuff just on her own now. Absolutely. And we're here to help support Kimberly any way we can. Yes. Do we have a real you got to be kidding me today? Um, I have one that is on the other side of the you got to be kidding me, though. Okay. So, you know, if you have a if you have a typical one, you can go because I, I would just like to end with with a high note. Okay. Well, I don't have it to, you know, other okay. than I was gonna say Zach sent us a picture oh. of that of that Volvo minivan. Yep. I was that, just gonna say we do have one. <laughs> so so yeah. really you gotta be I mean, I listen, you may I say, you know how I feel about the Cybertruck. And yep. and and apparently the good folks at at, at Geely in China are I don't know, they're they, they're thinking there's some type of competition to come up with the ugliest looking vehicle and that their competition must be the Cybertruck. So they, they, they've come up with this God awful looking minivan. <laughs> I, 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 I did not know it was possible to give those Thor headlights to such a, well, just a miserable looking. <laughs> I mean, what did you? What was your take when you saw that? I said the same thing I say when I see a lot of these Chinese EVs. So they have different design style choices over there okay. that they seem to like. I mean, the Chinese market is quickly becoming the largest car market there is, yeah, and well, is already the largest EV market. Yeah, and I just kind of go, well, I don't think that styling would work here. Yes, in America. But those vehicles don't work here very much either. That's like, true. Uh, the minivan's kind of out here, and yeah. it is like the number one seller over in China. So, I mean, but look, we've discussed this on, on the on the EV show before. I don't like the looks of most cars. I really don't like. So yes. I look at this and I go, and like whatever. It just. Uh, I look more at the this part of it, Ray. The it's a hundred and fourteen thousand dollars. Like, yeah. What do you? The, what, what? So it's the so it's the it's the um, Volvo version of the Grand Wagoneer. 
<laughs> well, I would say the interior doesn't look super. Uh, oh, of course, I'm on reader view. Um, the interior does not look super nice on it. It looks all right, but like uh, I mean, the one thing about the Grand Wagoneer, I do like this. I do like these yeah. seats back there. Yeah. Um, the one thing about the Grand Wagoneer was at least I can look at it and go, okay, that's really nice. Yes. Yes. The rest of it might not be so much, but the interior, yeah. 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 This looks like I haven't had a seat like that since, well, I don't know, last time I flew on an airplane um, yeah. or something similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. It was really the front. I was just like, ah, okay, that doesn't seem the back seems nice. It seems like um oh, what's that super expensive executive limo van thing? Mario and I were in it at the LA auto show. But that was um was it VinFast? Oh, was I don't Vinfast? know. But it, it was it was the same thing. Like the front was nothing and it was all about the back seat. Wow. It was all I had the giant screens in the back and uh yeah, this has airline fold-out table. There you go. Yeah, right, right? That. yeah. Oh. yeah. I, I don't know who's wanna... serving your meal in the back seat. <laughs> yeah. But the back seat seems like, yeah, yeah. it was yeah. this whole same design, yeah. That'll be perfect when you pull into that McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> to so, get that Big Mac, yeah. This seems like an executive uh, vehicle. Like, you're not meant to drive it, you're meant to... A ride in the back of it, perhaps. It, but it—that's kind of how it strikes me. Yeah, it's, it's it's something that as people see it coming down the street, it's the type of vehicle <laughs> that'll make you gag. Uh, <laughs> but whatever. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was there something else you wanted to chat about today? Yeah, I just had okay. one. I you know, I just wanted to end on my note on a high note today. Okay. My second consult call we had. A really good deal come in on uh, from Auto Nation Toyota in Hayward, which okay. is in the East Bay of California. For those who don't know, that would be in the San Francisco area-ish. Um, and they were offering 10% off uh, TRD Tacoma Off-Road, upfront first pencil, no add-ons. And our member said that they treated him like a rock star like their service was amazing everything about them was service oriented and and uh customer oriented it was really great again 10 percent first pencil no argument just here it is uh they did a really great job so i just wanted to shout out to uh, damien and ahmad over at uh, auto nation and toyota and hayward uh, for doing the right thing. We talk about bad dealers all the time. I like to give a shout out to the good ones that are doing it right and just say thank you. I don't know that every deal they do is like this, but this one sure was. And I and I just wanted to say thank you to them. Well, I you know, that was worth staying overtime for. Um, and yes, we should indeed um, shout out the dealers that do it right. And perhaps we should make that a... Uh, a segment on the show every day to every day of, you know, if there's a dealer that we can, we can sing our praises um, or sing their praises that we should do that. Um, and I want to answer somebody want to know what Jorge Silva want to know what's Ray's best email address. Ray at caredge.com. And if you send me an email, I will read it and respond. Good luck with that, Ray. No, I will. I, <laughs> I know you do. You do. You uh, you respond all the time. You're you're really very good at that. You know, I, 
I don't give out your email because I don't want you to get inundated. I, I, you know, I if if I get inundated, then I'll say, hey, I'm sorry, everybody. But for the most part, um, if I get an email, I respond to it. Um, you know, because what I realized is that we're nothing without these folks. Yeah. So that is uh, absolutely true. I think everyone knows my email address. You should be able to figure out if it's ray at caredge.com and zach at caredge.com. You could probably figure out most of our email addresses. It shouldn't it, it doesn't take much. No. <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't get we didn't get overly creative. No, no. <laughs> so there there you go. Um we will be back here tomorrow at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific time, you and me again. You're filling in for Zach for the rest of the week. Zach's in uh, New York today. And then uh, catching a a plane to um, Arizona. Tomorrow will be, tomorrow he and Laura will be uh, in uh, Sedona. So anybody out in Sedona, if you see a couple cute kids and you think that might be Zach and Laura, it could be. Um, And and then I think they're hiking the Grand Canyon on Friday, and they got a wedding on Saturday. They Busy, are, week. Busy yeah, week. They are so young that they can pull all this stuff off. I know. Yeah. I, I was not jet-setting at Zach's age. I'm still not jet-setting. Yes. And then I think they fly back home on uh, Sunday. So God bless them. I hope they have a great trip and a great time. I hope they have safe travels. Um And I'm looking forward to seeing you, Mr. Justice, back here again tomorrow. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow, Ray. Terrific. Thank Thank you, you, everybody, for being here.